let's now turn. First of all, happy early Thanksgiving to you all. And you might think, well, we got more in a week before it's time to slaughter a turkey. And I say to you, well, I realize that. But I'm wishing you happy early Thanksgiving nonetheless. I really, really am. Let's all now turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. If we could all please stand to honor not only the reading of this word, but our thankfulness to the Lord today. Because I believe it's important to do so. I'm thankful to the Lord God. I, I know you are too. I know you are. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says this. In everything, I say again, in everything, give thanks, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. In everything, in everything, oh boy, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And we sometimes take that for granted. We don't take that to heart sometimes in everything. If we don't take that to heart, we, 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 we have to in everything. When all is not going well, it's, it's very hard to give thanks unto God. It really is. Oh, but I'm not feeling well. It's hard to be thankful for everything when that's the case. But we're going to talk about that here in a minute. In the last couple of weeks, we've talked about a few things. And they kind of connect with today. We talked a couple of weeks ago about biological thinking, thinking Biologically, being logical through the ways of the Word of God. We need to be biological in our thinking. Last week we talked about the emotional ads. I'm not talking about commercials here. The emotional ads was we talked about the moods that we can be in. We talked about the ads, the sad, the bad, the mad, and the glad moods. We talked about that and how all together, even in those times, we need to always be grateful. We put all that together, and today we're going to go on with the being grateful always. Being grateful, thankful, always. That's kind of hard to do. The title of today's sermon is, Thank You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I know where your heart and your mind probably goes when you hear, Thank you, Lord. At least mine does. And I oftentimes think of the song. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Amen. And that's great. It's a wonderful praise song. And it's so very true. Thank you for those things. But sometimes it's very hard to be grateful when so many things are going wrong in our lives. We know right now here in this country, so many things are going wrong. It's hard to be grateful. But we need to be grateful no matter what's occurring in our lives. We need to be grateful. I'm wearing a tie that I bought nine months ago for this day in particular. Because every single year we have a Thanksgiving Day meal, a week, in, or a week or so, a week and a half before Thanksgiving. And I always have a turkey tie that I wear the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And I've always wanted to have a really good tie for the meal itself. Well, I didn't want to have two turkey ties. I didn't want to do that. I mean, I guess I could have made a, a tie of myself for the other turkey. But I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to do that. So... I always thought of another picture that I think of for Thanksgiving every year of my one of my all-time favorite artists, which some people get really weird about that. Say, oh, he's an illustrator. I don't care what you think. I love Norman Rockwell. Love him. And so I ordered a couple of ties earlier this year, nine months ago or so, and I got two Norman Rockwell ties. 
One of them was of him drawing himself. I wore that earlier this year. And another one was this one. It's been sitting and waiting just for this day. And it's because I love the picture of the family all together. It looks like a Thanksgiving Day picture. A lot of people love it. And I love that picture. I really do. But you know what? Even though it's a Thanksgiving dinner looking picture, actually, in reality, that picture is not called Thanksgiving dinner. It's not. A lot of times you'll see it at Thanksgiving. People put it up there. It's actually a part of a series, a series of paintings that he made. And he put them in uh, the Post, the Saturday Post. That's what he, he illustrated for. And the series was called the Freedom Series. And that Freedom Series had uh, four paintings, and they're on this tie. Uh, and the freedoms were this. There's the freedom of speech. There's the freedom of worship. There's the freedom from want. That, by the way, is the Thanksgiving picture we talk about. The freedom from want. And the freedom from fear. The freedom from fear. As Christians, we have all these things, by the way. Not just not because we're in America, but in America we do have these freedoms, which thank God for that. But as Christians, we have these freedoms too, because we got freedom because of salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have these freedoms. We most certainly do. And you have freedoms right here in America too. Praise God for that. We have those freedoms. And we'll talk more about that a little later on. But we have freedoms. We do have freedom of speech. No matter what you may think is going on in this country right now, we do have freedom of speech. Amen? Amen. We do have freedom of worship. That's why you're here right now. Thank God for that. You have freedom of worship. You have freedom from what? You have plenty. We're going to be eating here in a moment. You have that freedom. You have freedom from fear. And as Christians, you don't have to fear because you're already saved. Praise the Lord God about that. And a little side note, just so you know, in every single one of these pictures, look them up. Norman Rockwell put himself in all four of these because he believes in those things. And so he put himself in, and I love that. I love Norman Rockwell. Anyway, we have all these freedoms. But you know what? We need to be thankful to the Lord always, always. We need to be thankful to the Lord. But when all is going well, when all is going well in life, it's easy to be grateful, isn't it? When, whenever your wallet, which, by the way, I don't know about this very often myself, but when your wallet is, is, is plush, when your wallet is busting at the seams with money, and again, I don't know much about this, I'll be honest with you. I, I've never just had my money, money coming out of my wallet like, like uh, you know, Uncle Scrooge. I never had that much coming out of my wallet. I'll be honest with you. If you want to help me with that, there you go. But either way, I never really had that problem, money coming out. However, when everything is, is, is coming uh, and going well in your life, and oh, it, it's, it's easy to be grateful. It really, really is. It's so simple and easy to be grateful when all is going well. It's so easy to show gratitude when all is going well in your life. You know, have you ever had those days that seems like a musical? You just walk out and you just want to sing about everything. Oh, it's sunny. And everything's going wonderful. And you just can't do good enough. And all the birds are singing with you. You feel like zippity doo dah time. The birds seem animated and everything's great. And nothing's going wrong. <laughs> it just seems so wonderful. I mean, everything you do is great. I love those kind of days. And, and you say, oh, everyone just needs to be thankful. Yeah, it's easy to be thankful when you can't do wrong. Nothing goes wrong. Once in a while, we have those days. They're rare. Okay. But they do happen occasionally. Psalm 107, verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. It's easy to feel that way when all is going well, when there's nothing wrong. Whenever your bank calls and says, Oh, by the way, nothing's wrong. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. And you're like, Yay! But you know what? It's easy to be that way. Once upon a time, there were young men 
who were living well in Jerusalem. They were, they were part of the upper class. They were wealthy. They were living with their families. They were raised. They, were, had, they had great wisdom. They were raised with their mamas, their papas, their whole family. They were part of that upper class, that wealthy, you know, and they were raised to know the ways of the Lord. They were noblemen. One was by the name of Daniel. One was by the name of Hananiah. One was by the name of Mishael. Not the manliest name, but that was his name. And the other one was by the name of Azariah. And these young men knew the Lord. All was well in Jerusalem. All was well. Don't you love when days are like that? Every morning was like Christmas morning. You know, you feel great. And they were raised to follow God, to know his word, to know the law, and to follow it. And all was well. And it's easy to do well and to feel well when all is well in your life. But then everything changes. You ever had days like that? Suddenly, you wake up. Maybe you feel that way today. Maybe everything whoo, is switched around on you. I've had my days like that. You get everything you want, or at least you think you do. You're under the facade of thinking all is well. Got a new house. Got the greatest things. You're in love. and All is great, and they love you just for the way you are. And then suddenly, boom, never mind, never loved you. Never loved you, even though I told you we were the happiest we could be. Never mind, never loved you. You don't get the house. You don't get anything. Never mind, taking it all from you. You got nothing. You are nothing. People tell you you're nothing. God doesn't love you for who you are. I don't love you for who you are. People say these things. Have you ever felt that way? I know I have. One minute you feel great. Nothing can get you down now. Suddenly kick you in the face. Oh, I felt that way before. I have. One minute you're walking on sunshine. Oh, and then the next minute, oh, you're down in the dust and in the dirt and you feel like grime. But folks, we all go through it. And you're going through tests. You're going through tests. Philippians 4, 6 or 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with gratitude. Ooh, this is hard. With gratitude, make your request known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I've quoted this so many times, but when you listen to the words, and really listen to the words, it says, which surpasses all understanding. And we don't even understand it sometimes. I don't understand what's going on when we're going through all these tests. Well, you don't have to understand what's going on through the test. You just have to understand that God understands. You don't have to know why you're going through it, but God knows why you are, and he knows how it's going to turn out. That's what you have to understand. You have to understand that Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah, those upper-class youngsters, they're about 15 or so. They lost everything. They lost it all. They lost everything that they had. Oh, well, we know what happened to them, but let me tell you something. They had everything. They lost everything they had. They were taken from their families. They were taken from every single thing that they had. Everything, folks. Everything. They lost it all. Not, they, they, they were taken from their homes, kidnapped. Taken from their homes. They even lost their names. Their, their names were stolen from them. Can you imagine that? You are no longer going to be called Philip. You are now going to be called Febrandu. You will no longer be known as who you are. You're not even going to know who you are anymore. Can you imagine that? They were told they were no longer going to be called Daniel, but you'll be called Belteshazzar. You'll no longer be called Hananiah, but you will be called Shadrach. You'll no longer be called Mishael, 
you'll be called Meshach. You'll no longer be Azariah, but you'll be Abednego. These were their names. You'll no longer be able to eat what you want. They were told what to eat. They were told what to drink, told what to wear and who to worship, what to worship, false gods and all these things. But praise the Lord God because of the way that their mothers and fathers raised them to be and they knew the word of God and they knew the law of the God. That's where they stood the test. They stood up for the Lord God. They stood with the Lord God through these tests. They are not going to be told what to do because they knew the Lord and they're going to stand with the Lord God even through these hard times. They lost all those things, but they didn't lose God. And when all seemed lost, when all seemed lost, they had not lost. They had not lost. They stood with the Lord God. And it says in Psalm, Psalm 31, verse 19, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have done for those seeking refuge in you before people. Psalm 86, 12, I will give you thanks, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forever. Even when we're going through hard times, everything seems lost. That doesn't mean we're to turn away from the Lord God. When all seems lost, we're to go to the Lord God, thanking him no matter what. No, 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 no. Oh, Pastor Philip, don't you know we're only supposed to thank God when all seems well? No, we're to thank God no matter what. Even in the hardest of times, we're to thank God. God is our refuge and our strength. This is Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and our strength. A well-proven help in trouble. Oh, I'm going to tell you, I've been through trouble. I've been through hard times. Hard times is our, one of my favorite wrestlers you say. Hard times. He could not pronounce S's. I love the way you say it. Hard times. We've been through hard times. Folks, I've been through hard times. Didn't know if I was going to live another moment. Literally. Thought I was dying. Thought I was going to go to hell. I literally thought I was going to go to hell. But God kept telling me, don't you give up. You hang on. You're not going anywhere. I'm with you. I'm not forsaking you. I'm not giving you up. Don't you give up on me. Oh, you hang in there. You hang in there. These are hard times we go through. These are tests. These are tests. All seems lost, but not to God. And they shouldn't to us. We hang on to the Lord through those moments. Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I was helped. Therefore, my heart rejoices. And with my song, I will thank him. We must thank the Lord, even in those difficult times, those times that seem impossible. A mission is never impossible for the Lord God. It might be for Tom Cruise <laughs> and all those people in the Mission Impossible movies. It's not for the Lord God. There's never been a mission impossible for the Lord. We can see that in Daniel 3, 16 through 18, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was put through a great test, something that seemed impossible, seemed they was going to lose everything. It seemed like they was going to lose their life. They were told they had to bow down to a great statue of the king, Nebuchadnezzar. They were told they had to do this, but as they were told this, they did not. And they were going to be thrown into the fire, the very fire. They were being put to the test again, and all was impossible for them. But this is what they said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer to this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, 
and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. I love this part. He says, but even, whoever this one was, whether it be Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego, says, but even if he does not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. They were going to be thrown to the fire just like you are so much every day. We get thrown to the fire out there in the world. We get thrown to the fire to be tested. In the times of impossibility, we get thrown to the fire almost daily. At least throughout our lives, we're thrown to the fire to see who it is that we are going to worship the ways of the world or the Lord. And Daniel 2 was tested. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. We know that he was going to be tested, and he knew that the law had been changed as the king was tricked. The king, different king, was tricked. And this king was tricked, and now if anyone prayed to anyone besides King Darius... Daniel would be thrown to the lions. He was going to become, you could say, he was going to become cat food. But he wasn't going to stop praying to God, even if he became nine lives. He was going to continue to serve the Lord and pray to God no matter what occurred. And this is what happened, Daniel 6.10. Listen to this. This is so very, very important, this verse. Listen to what it says. It says, Daniel says, Now then Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had been doing previously. He knew that if they saw him, and by the way, he knew why they did it. He knew that it was to get Daniel. They, they hated him. But he continued to give thanks unto God. He knew what would occur. He continued to give thanks unto God, and he'd be thrown to the lions. And that's exactly what happened. But we know what happened. We know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came through the fire that they were thrown to, and they did not burn because of the power of God. It was not God's will. We knew that Daniel was thrown to the lions, but he was not eaten. They didn't know that's what was going to happen. People said, oh, Daniel knew. No, he did not know. He did not know how it was going to happen. He did not know. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not know what God was going to do, but they knew that God could. They didn't know that he would. The point is this. We don't know what God is going to do for us, but we're going to be thankful to the Lord God, and we're going to serve the Lord God no matter what occurs in our lives. We're going to be thankful to God, even if that meant someone was to come in here today and take me out. I'm going to be thankful to God that he was with me even at that moment. He's with me each and every day. He was with me when my head was cut open again and again and again. He was with me when I went through hurtful times in my life with people who were once with me. He was with me the moments I've been beaten, hurt every single time with my heart and everywhere else. He's with you no matter what you're going through. And we're to be thankful. But it hurts, Pastor. It hurts. Yes, it hurts. But God is with you even in your pains. And we're to be thankful for that, that God doesn't give us up and we're not to give up on him. Amen. We're to always be thankful to God. We're never alone, ever. Psalm 86, verse 12 says, I will give you thanks, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and will glorify your name forever. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and bless his name. 
First Chronicles 29, verse 13. Now, therefore, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. There are so many things I could read, and I'm trying hard not to go into all of them because there's just so much. But there is a long one I'm going to read to you here, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 through 16. Oh, that's a lot. Yes, it is. But there's a reason I'm going to read it to you. Therefore, since we have this ministry, through the mercy we have received, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the secret things of shame, not walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by expressing the truth and commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to those who are lost. The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants of Jesus, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the excellency of the power being from God and not from ourselves. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And always carrying around in the body the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, that also the life of Jesus might be expressed in our bodies. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that also the life of Jesus might be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death works in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. So we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us through Jesus and will present us with you. All these things are for your sakes, so that the abundant grace through thanksgiving of many might overflow to the glory of God. For this reason, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. We may go through an awful lot in this world, and we do. But we don't have to worry because God is with us. We may be growing older and weaker in the flesh, but in the spirit, we grow mightier and mightier, not because of us, but because the Lord Jesus Christ who is within us. And we don't have to worry. Just like Daniel and all them, they got stronger and stronger. You know, they never made a home. They never made a home. They never got to go back to Jerusalem. But God was with them every single day. He was with them. It said in Psalm 95, verse 2, let us enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout triumphantly to him in song. It says in Ephesians 5, 20, give thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know we're going to go through hard times. We know we're going to go through difficulties, but we need to be thankful even for the difficulties, not because of what we're going through, but the fact that God can be glorified even through the difficulties. 
We need to remember that. Like I said, they never got to go home, but they were thankful to the Lord God because God used them. And it, even at this day, we are being uh, touched by what they went through. Who's to say that what you have gone through and what you're going through now can't be used to touch other people? Who's to say that God doesn't have something specifically that you have gone through or are going to go through to help other Christians? Who's to say that God has something specifically? You might be hurting so bad right now thinking that, oh, God, why are you allowing me to go through this? And he may say, I know why. You may not know why, but I do. And it could very well be because I want to be glorified through this very thing. So if you will just be still, my will will shine through you, just like it did through Daniel and these others. 2 Corinthians 2.14, Now thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ and through us reveals the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. We need to put our will. Our will needs to be God's will. Always. As it says in Hebrews 12.28, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom and cannot be moved, let us be gracious by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. We need to be gracious for whatever we're going through. And that's so much easier said than done. It is. When you're going through hardships, it's hard to say, thank you, Lord, for the hardships I'm going through. Thank you, Lord. But we need to be patient. We need to be kind. And we need to thank God. We need to be thankful. Because who's to say it couldn't be, may not be the greatest thing that ever happened to you? I'll be truthful with you. In the last year and a half to two years, I've gone through maybe the hardest things I've ever gone through in my entire life, the last couple of years. And I am so very thankful. Now, I wouldn't have told you that not that long ago. I'm so thankful for the hardships I've gone through. They're the best things that could ever happen to me. Oh, at the time, I didn't want it to happen. I'm so thankful for it. God has saved my life more and more and more than you could ever know. He saved my life from slavery. He saved my life from being in chains to the ways of this world. He saved me. And it could very well be that God is allowing you to go through hardships right now to save you from something that you think is freedom, but it's not. You're enchained to something. You might be enchained to something that's hurting you and you may not even be aware of it. Or maybe you are and you don't want to admit it. It could very well be that. And I promise you one thing, until you give yourself completely over to God and be thankful for what he's saving you from, you're never going to be able to receive the gifts that he has for you. So be thankful right now for whatever hardships you might be going through, not because you enjoy the hardships of it, but whatever you get at the end of it, it's going to be well worth it. I promise to God it's well worth it as long as God's will is going to be done. I vow it with all my heart and all my soul. Take it from one who's been through it. I promise you, you will appreciate it. Don't worry. The lion ain't going to swallow you. Ain't going to happen. No, ain't going to happen at all. I promise you that, okay? Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted up, built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, and abounding with thanksgiving. A while ago, I told you about the freedoms. I told him about the freedom of speech and worship, freedom from want and from fear, and you Christians have that more in space than anyone could possibly imagine. You have the freedom of worship. 
you have that. And today we're going to worship the Lord God. Today you have the freedom of speech. And we need to have that speech as we speak about the word of God and speak it to all the people in our lives. You have the freedom from want because you have all that you could possibly want and need. God, Jesus Christ has given that to you. You have the freedom from fear. You have nothing to fear, Christians. Christ has given it all to you. You have it all. Only a Christian could understand this completely. It's not a thought. It's a truth. And you have it all. Christ has given it to you. We need to be completely thank you and thank you, Lord, every single day for what we have. This is what we have. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for it. And one last scripture I give to you before we close in prayer. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, and it says this, Let the peace of God, to which also you are called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. And with that, I say this to you. Whatever you're going through today, it could be the greatest test you've ever seen and ever gone through. Whatever you're going through today, or whatever starts up tomorrow, or whatever your family, your friends are going through, I pray for you to be thankful. Not for what you understand, but for what you don't understand. Be thankful that God is with you. You can understand that. You may not realize it, but he is with you. Be thankful for what you don't understand. Because God has an answer for you, whatever it might be. I don't know. But God has an answer. And in the end, you may look back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me what I didn't want but what I definitely needed. Thank you, Lord. And take it from me, you will be grateful even if you don't understand it now. Thank you, Lord God, for loving us enough to giving us what we need. Let us bow in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you so very much for always being with us, even when we can't understand it, even when we can't understand the hardships that we go through, and we do, Lord. We go through hardships nearly every day. Lord God, I pray that you will be with us, that you will help us to be patient and to continuously turn to you, not to our own selves for answers, not to the ways of the world. Lord, I know we oftentimes turn to people who think that they're wise in this world, but really foolish, especially when we turn to people who don't follow you. We oftentimes find far more trouble. Lord, I pray that we don't turn to the flesh, I pray that we don't turn to things that make us feel good for a momentary reasoning, Lord. And I pray that we will only turn to your word and only turn to you in prayer. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that when we're going through these hardships, Lord Jesus Christ, that we'll be patient to follow you and that we'll be thankful no matter what. And I know it's hard, Lord Jesus Christ, to be gracious in these hardships but I pray that you will help us, Lord Jesus Christ, not just to feel the emotion of graciousness, Lord Jesus Christ, because that can come and go, but to feel the spiritual, spiritual strength of gratefulness, Lord, to you. I pray this in Jesus' most holy and precious name. Amen.